What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Divi Crypto Podcast. And on today's episode, I sit down with Dan, aka Gunny, the CEO and co-founder of Hero. They made a game that is pretty fantastic called Moonwrecked, where people can go in and basically say in the next five minutes or short-term periods of time, it's going to go up this much in moon, or Bitcoin is going to go down this much and get wrecked. And in doing so, people can mutually benefit from these pools of all of these traders getting involved in it. And it's a really exciting game that has simplified the user experience so, so much that anyone can use it and get involved in only a few minutes. So I sit down with Dan and go through some of his background that's pretty remarkable around trading equities, going through all the different dot-com uh, boom and busts of Wall Street, and it's a really great conversation. So without further ado, let's dive right into my interview with the CEO and co-founder of Hero, Gunny. What is up, everyone? I am here with Gunny, the CEO and co-founder of Hero. How's it going, Gunny? Going great. Thanks for having me today. For sure, for sure. So before we dive into the nitty gritty around Hero and everything like that, everybody loves a crypto origin story. So can you tell us a little bit about how you got into the crypto space? Absolutely. So um, my background has been in derivatives trading. I started my career on the floor of the Chicago Board of Trade, um, actually as a as a trade checker and uh, and clerk. Um, I mean, back in 1994, so um, relatively close to the uh, to um, it, I mean, even before electronic trading really kicked off. So um, I spent my summers down there, and then eventually started trading in the pit once I finished school and. Uh, that eventually took me when electronic trading really started to build up. It, um, it took me off the floor, and uh, I eventually got into um, trading uh, as a proprietary trader for a couple different firms um, in Chicago. And uh, in 2011, I ended up joining a firm um, and started to build out some trading desks there. And uh, the firm, you know, the timing was really good. We kind of went on somewhat of a meteoric rise. And in 2013, I was um, hiring a high-yield index trader uh, in New York, and um, I was out having drinks with him, and he started to tell me about um, how his brother was a, uh, a developer at, um, was one of the first developers at, at Ripple Labs. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said, he started talking about cryptocurrency, and he said, you know, you really have to check this stuff out. And I went back to Chicago and uh, spoke with a guy that I worked with who coincidentally had been spending his weekends arbitraging um, exchanges uh, on Bitcoin. And he um, started to tell me more about it. And I was like, God, this you know just makes a ton of sense. I kind of started to go down the, the rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. And then somewhere like, like early 2014, um, I started to you know really take a look at, at starting to invest in it. And then um, I think Mt. Gox happened at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, and the market kind of shit the bed. And um, I, I said, look, this is either going to go to zero or um, at some point I'm going to have an opportunity to buy it. I kind of forgot about it for most of 2014 and then into early 2015. And then um, in 2015, started to look at it again. And I, I literally randomly pulled it up one day, pulled up um, a chart on Bitcoin one day, and it was at like 
you know, I looked like it just had come off the low in August, which was like 150, $160. And uh, I said, God, you know, the optionality here is great now. And um, I, uh, you know, I put a, through um, a few bucks at it and uh, the market literally, I mean, I felt like an absolute genius because I bought it at, you know, in the 200s and next thing you know, it was like trading $900. And then one day I woke up and it was trading like $350 again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. um, and I had been trading for a long time at that point and was pretty used to volatility. But, um, you know, the, that feeling was something that, uh, you know, you only can really get in crypto. And, you know, and I traded through 9-11. I've traded, I traded the entire internet boom bust. I traded equities during that period. Like I've been through a lot of it. And just that little, that one little move was like, it can the the emotions are so extreme one way or the other and um but started to get more active with it and long and the short of it is by um the uh, towards the end of 2017 i really was like my head was really fully into it and um earlier in that year we had started a a, a trading operation at the firm that i was now chief operating officer of um and uh you know, I really was thinking about going at it on my own. I looked at the opportunities that were existing in crypto and uh, it just how early, how nascent it was at the time and um, and made a decision to pursue it on a full-time basis. So I left uh, in October of 2017 to go at it on my own. Um, my now partner, a guy named Rob Levy, uh, he was running an agricultural options market-making desk at, uh, at my firm. And... Um, we knew each other outside of work. He reached out to me and said, Hey, I heard you're leaving to go into crypto. I, you know, I want to pursue it as well. Um, he had to sit out a little bit. So he ended up leaving, had to sit out a little bit. Um, and then eventually joined me. We started trading full time. And while we were trading, one thing that we realized trading on these kind of, um, nascent markets, uh, these nascent derivative markets in crypto was that there was, um, it was very, just like most legacy markets, it it had all the makings for financial reward, and it. Um, but the emotional elements of it that you got from being like, you know, when you were in a trading pit or you were on electronic trading floor, like at a prop firm, like these are big floors that have, you know, could have a hundred, two hundred people on them, and the the camaraderie that exists and like the whole kind of hierarchy of like who's the big trader and the competition that comes with it it led us while we were sitting trading thinking about this like to say that trading really is the ultimate like the global trading landscape is really the ultimate mmorpg and it has these because it has all of these emotional reward elements and kind of like the um some of the, the the cognitive elements of of being in a you know in a trading pit or being on a trading floor. And we said like, what can we do to bring that to the electronic world and like crypto trading with the volatility at the time? Like, I mean, I think Bitcoin vol at the time was, you know, well over a hundred and like, it just had all the makings because it was like mass degeneracy in these derivatives markets. There was so many retail people that were like coming on and they would, you know, they were already getting hurt because it was, we were kind of going through a bear market. Um, uh, in, um, um, you know, coming out of 2017 and they were taking, you know, kind of the Bitcoin they had left. And we were just seeing like going on people going on Twitter and saying like, I just like 50 X levered my dust that I had left from Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. And 
we knew that we knew what was going to happen with that. And like, you know, that 98% of the people that were going to go on BitMEX and do that, we're going to end up losing all their money and getting stopped out, having a horrible taste in their mouth about crypto and saying like, see you later. And so um, we said like, what if we could create this kind of one stop um, uh, exchange game that, um, that really took all of the financial rewards that you can get out of trading on an exchange, but also in, um, had some of the emotional elements looped into it. So you were either, you were getting more of a, of a really robust user experience um, when you were going to the platform, or you were also like, it was also designed to um, give you more education, kind of do things that could prolong your learning curve if you were newer. So very retail focused. And, um, we decided to, to give it a go. Our, our first look was we were going to build more of like a fantasy sports style, like almost like a DraftKings, where mm-hmm. you would do portfolio, you know, build a portfolio and kind of trade around your portfolio and stuff. And, um, you know, our, our thought on it was that relative to the, the legacy derivatives markets, it wasn't going to be, wasn't going to move fast enough. Um, and so we created this game, what became moon Rat. and effectively it's a, um, it's a very simple way of interacting with the market where you, we've distilled it really down to just, just being like higher or lower over a certain time period. Those time periods right now are matched up like um, technically with all, with like the most commonly traded um, timeframes in the market. So, and, and they line up with the candles that, um, that you would, that a technical trader would trade. So it's in one minute, 15 minute or one minute, five minute, 15 minute, 60 minute, and daily timeframes mm-hmm. and just a very simple decision of up down. Now the, the uniqueness of it is that um, we obfuscated like how, what the total positions are on each side of the market. And um, also uh, the way the payout mechanism works is it's paramutual, which means that all of the positions are pooled into um, into one central pool per contract and the winning side gets the pool, basically spits the pool pro rata based on um, your position size on that side. So, um, you know, we, we basically uh, um, spent the second half of 2018 having it built and uh, building the product launched it January, 2019. And um, pretty much ever since then, that's been my full-time endeavor uh, in crypto. Nice. Nice. Great, yeah. uh, great full, full background there. And I actually bumped into Rob at the North American Bitcoin conference when you guys had gone live and something that is very apparent that I think everyone that's listening and watching this, they'll be able to see is the design. I think that you guys yeah. um, very much leaned into this sort of Miami Vice style dark background um, design that I remember on on Twitter just going bonkers. People, people were all posting screenshots of the moon wrecked design because it's just so unique. I mean, yeah, just two arrows and just bright neon, um, which was brilliant because that's kind of I think one of the really key components to why people loved sharing it was that cool design. So was that a, a hired designer? Was that something you guys had really thought through of how, how you wanted to make it just 
punch <laughs> when people saw it? We thought through, we, we spent a lot of time thinking it through. We did a lot of research. Um, we knew that, you know, our edge in terms of um, growing a platform was going to really be in the, in the UI UX. Mm-hmm. And, um, and part of that was having a really um, kind of slick design. And we, we hired a, a very, a, an incredible um, creative designer uh, who really worked on brand with us early on. And took, we took a lot of time, you know, try to think about this commercially, just not even within the confines of crypto and like really kind of being stuck in the bubble, but we're saying like, we wanted to establish a brand that really could kind of eventually push us outside of the scope of just the crypto bubble and into something more commercial and global and kind of sitting, you know, positioning it. So we end up sitting at top of funnel and, um, and really starting to become an on-ramp or an alternative on-ramp. Um, into crypto. And uh, in doing that, you know, we went to somebody who, who came from more of like a, a large corporate background mm-hmm. and really worked through this. We, I spent months and months reading about just every element around, around um, the cognitive sciences around, around gaming and um, everything from like, you know, skilled gaming to social gaming, to gambling, to trading, and really understanding, you know, what elements really can create a really robust user experience and, and allow the user to really engage the, the interface and, um, and kind of get into like more of a flow state uh, when they're, you know, when they're um, interacting with it. And so a lot of it was designed around that. And, um, you know, we, we really weren't sure at the time when we built the product, like, was it trading? Was it, um, was it skilled gaming? It kind of could have fall, fallen either way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, we knew it wasn't really like gambling, like it wasn't based on random number generation. It wasn't, it didn't really, um, it, even though it, it had some look and feel of it, a lot of people like came to me earlier and were, were like, this looks like a, a slot machine, like a, a market for us with a slot machine um, as, the, uh, as the overlay. But the slot machine is based on random events. This is still, this when you kind of peel back the layers of it is very much trading and it's very fair. It's super transparent. All of our pricing is independent. There's nothing in it that would really cause a user of any skill level to not be able to get some type of edge on it. Um, as they, you know, as they got more and more experience with the platform. Um, but we wanted to make it as inviting and kind of as familiar as possible. And, you know, our feeling was that the, the the kind of legacy way of approaching um, derivatives tends to be super cold and very much leaning towards the purely financial. Like you want to go there and do your business and get off of it. This we figured, look, if we can add elements to it that are like, wow, this is cool. There's really an experience here. And look, it's still very early. So we're, we have to, um, uh, we're, we're constantly, you know, iterating. And I think a lot of, you know, the kind of the, the future versions that you're going to see of the platform are going to have even more of that involved in it and a lot more around gamification and kind of like game and metagame um, loops weaved into it just as a way to create, you know, a consistently more refreshing, more engaging user experience that offers reward to the user just beyond the financial. 
Got it. Yeah. And I, I commend the focus on the user experience. I think that a lot of people are attempting that now. Um, but I think that the viral user experience was super fun to watch uh, all of the, all the people talking about it all over the place. So yeah, yeah, for sure. walk through the moon wrecked game. Can you just boil it down with an example of how, how it works? So I go on there sure. and there's a locked price and I, I basically select if it's going to moon or if it's going to get wrecked on a price point and then it locks in and then, yeah, just walk us through one of those, one of those examples. Sure. First I I'll just, I'll put the disclaimer on. It is prohibited in the U S um, unfortunately, uh, in, as we kind of like to joke, it's not, you know, we didn't make the rules, <laughs> but, um, but, uh, you know, uh, for now it is, um, we do geofence out the U S and, and anybody from the U S is prohibited from, accessing the platform, unfortunately. Um, but the way that it works, so, so you'd come on, you'd sign up, um, you'll get some, you know, some, some hero credit to, to give it a couple of, of, of um, get the first uh, trade on us. And um, the way that it works is uh, you're, you're basically looking at the chart. Let's say if it's, you know, you're just kind of like a basic user and um, you're going to say, you know, will the next, period so let's say you're using a five minute period well in the next five minutes will the price of bitcoin be higher or lower at the close than when it opened will the candle be green or red like very simple and um the the locked price which is the strike price is the opening price of the candle so at time zero um let's say that was 12 p.m in zero zero seconds uh we take the snapshot of the index and that becomes the the strike price the that contract will then open there's no more you cannot take a position on it once the contract opens and then over that next five minutes it'll it'll move um and uh if it's the market price is higher then it'll it'll be pointing towards moon and if it's the market price is lower it'll be pointing towards wreck wrecked and um you've made your decision let's say you have uh taken a position uh you put you know the min 10 units on on moon and um as i said earlier when the when the game opens or before the game opens you can't see how many are on which side you can't see the total number of units on your side you can just see the total amount of the in the pool mm -hmm. let's say the total amount of the pool is ten thousand units and let's say when it opens there's two thousand you see there's two thousand on moon the side that you're on and there's eight thousand on wrecked and let's say after five minutes it ends moon and it doesn't matter if it's a penny higher or a thousand dollars higher, as long as it's higher, it's your that side is in the money. Now, one of the uniquenesses of it, because it's a parimutuel payoff, it creates um, an implied multiplier. So, you put your position on on a side with two thousand total units of ten thousand total wagered, and um, which the way that it works is that when the, uh, let's say it closed on moon, then all 10,000 units would be paid to the moon side. Mm -hmm. So you have 2,000 total units that are being paid 10,000 units. The payoff effectively less a, a small fee that the platform takes, which is how we are, you know, how we make our money, um, is uh, effectively five to one. And so oh. what you see when it opens, so there's, there's these elements it's very distilled down to as simple as like moon higher reps lower what you think it's going to be in that period but then 
there's also this unique kind of dimension to it that is where sometimes it may be in the interest of the user to say, well, I think the market over this next period is actually going to be, um, it, it may be going lower, but I think the entire market is going to be saying it's going to go lower. So I may be get a, a, I may have an opportunity to get a much better payoff if I just say higher. So, um, and then kind of weighing that out, it's almost like, you know, pot odds in poker in a way. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we've seen instances where, you know, somebody puts a, a minimum unit, you know, they'll put 10, 10 hero on moon and the entire market is on. There's, you know, there's 1700 on, on wrecked that moon, that one guy that, that positioned on moon, if moon wins, he's getting all seven, he's winning the whole pool himself. Mm -hmm. So suddenly his payoff is like 170 to one. And we've seen, we've seen that happen. It's like kind of this interesting real time sentiment, little sentiment engine in different time frames that has proven to, to be very accurate and, and very interesting. And it adds a really nice dimension to the, to the game. But, you know, a first time user, it's as simple as I think the candle is going to be higher over this next period. Like I'm just going to put, I'm going to put my position on moon. And the nice thing about it is no market makers. There's no, there's no concept of, um, of stop orders. There's no liquid, you know, no liquidations. There's no, no leverage. Um, so it's very safe. Like what you put in, you know, is that's your, what your risk is limited to. Mm -hmm. And um, you can't get shaken out of anything and you don't have to be, you don't have to be as um, like, you don't have to be super granular about being right or wrong. It just, I just need to be a penny on side or I need to be, you know, whether it's a penny or whether it's a hundred. And so what that also brings about is it's this really nice way of getting market exposure during more quiet market periods. Mm -hmm. Like in normal markets, the, you know, the average trader really does their best when there's a lot of volatility because there's tons of noise. There's lots of movement. It's really easy to be right. You can buy a higher price and it generally will go way higher. And, um, in, in this specific, in these Moonwreck paramutuals, they really, um, are best in kind of like mid to low volatility environments. So it's this nice alternative liquidity touch point. Um, for somebody that's using it really as like a, as a more of a financial product, um, when, you know, when kind of legacy markets are, you know, or, or, or just markets as a whole, like when volatility is really kind of, um, um, kind of sedated or, or just kind of, you know, um, uh, not elevated. And mm -hmm. when that, ha which is really kind of like, you know, the market 80 to 90% of the time. So, it, um, there are a lot of guys, you know, a lot of traders that, that use the platform in that way. And it's been very effective for them. Nice. Yeah. I love the, the no complex orders needed, the, the stops or liquidations. That's I right. Think that's a really, um, a really valuable aspect to it. Yeah. Our whole mantra has been to just take the esoteric and simplify it down. So like everybody on the planet can understand it. Yeah. And the better we can get at doing that. And it's not easy because when you peel it back, there are, these are some complex mm -hmm. products that we're working with. And, 
and also you introduce the crypto elements and like the speed at which crypto moves and mm -hmm. some of the unique things around staking and you actually just using crypto. Um, that comes with challenges and, you know, and, and we've set out to really kind of solve those and, and make those, you know, a little easier to, to engage, easier to understand and, and just take a lot of the, the elements kind of like the sharp edges that exist in dealing with these things and make them soft and more inviting for, you know, a much wider audience. It's kind of what our mission has been. Mm -hmm. Got it. And in terms of team, you mentioned it was you and Rob who, who started it, it went live in uh, January, 2019. Mm -hmm. And a couple designers you you worked with. What's the team size now? And and, and uh, sure, it's grown quite a bit. And we're we're actually um, we're on a bit of a hiring spree right now to to bring in more developers and uh, more people on the marketing side and some more people in back office. Um, but uh, right now the team is twenty total, mm -hmm. um, and um, distributed globally. Considerable amount of developers um, overseas. Um, you know, Vietnam and a couple other places, Southeast Asia, uh, and, um, and then, um, marketers who are in uh, different parts of Europe and UK, uh, and then a couple people in the U S. Um, but for the most part, it's very, it's very, um, non U S, uh, centric mm -hmm. in terms of, um, of our team and kind of the, the people that are driving the, the growth of the business. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I've noticed the distribu distributed teams are the uh, the most popular aspect now, especially. I mean, everybody in crypto, um, obviously everybody felt the, the pandemic thing that came across the world, but at the same time, yeah. everybody was pretty much already distributed that I knew in the space. So everybody was having different experiences, you know, across the board with everything that's going on. It's, um, yeah, it, it's been... Uh, it's been interesting. Like you, you definitely, I don't miss going to an office to be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I think there are challenges that come with not having an office. Uh, and you just, it's just kind of that, you know, it's, it's just like, it's like you outside of work, not having a home kind of, and, um, being very nomadic. And there, there's some feeling of that. And, and then now the fact that none of us, you know, that like, travel kind of has gone to a halt. It's, it's hard to get in front of people, um, especially your team. And, and some of the things that like just working together in an office is great, like in terms of camaraderie and just building culture and stuff like that. But we've, I mean, we, we brought people in that like specialize in kind of people ops now to really focus on making sure that the, the dots are all connected um, in turn across the team and that there's really a good, um, a good kind of core in terms of getting everybody on the same page around, you know, the, the growth and direction of the company and, you know, culturally everybody kind of um, feeling their, you know, their connection back to the company. And, you know, we've spent a lot of time focusing on that in recent months and, um, it, and, you know, have done some fun stuff to kind of make it easier. And we've, we've set up, you know, how, how everything from like how we set up like our chat channels across the team and, and all that stuff has all kind of been designed to, to really keep, keep, keep things glued together. Um, even though the, you know, the distributed nature is kind of where things are, are headed and have been headed for a while. So. Mm -hmm. For sure. So what's coming for, for hero? I think that's kind of the exciting topic that I wanted to touch on is. Yeah, for sure. Can... So, 
people expect? We're, we're doing a lot of exciting stuff right now. And, um, you know, we, we just announced an, uh, an integration that we're doing, like we're starting to definitely move. Our product is very much, you know, analogous to a, to a, a centralized exchange. And um, we've had to do it that way just because of the, the, the transactional nature of the platform and some of the, the, the prohibitive costs that have come with that historically. And um, we are, we have been and are starting to move um, aspects of the business a little more decentralized um, and uh, like we just announced a, um, a, a partnership, we're, we're integrating a form of Moonrect onto um, onto a, a, a protocol called Nervos um, that is uh, much more like Asia focused, um, big public blockchain uh, in in Asia and China. And uh, so, doing an integration there, um, working with some other you know really cool technologies. Um, and just evolving the, you know, evolving aspects of the platform towards, you know, much more of a decentralized um, uh, system. Um, and then in terms of product, uh, we are, um, we have two new products that are coming to market uh, uh, relatively soon that um, I don't want to give away too much on, but they're, they're super exciting. They cross over, you know, with some different elements in different markets and different segments. Um, it, they're really going to bring a, a much wider audience to this um, than just kind of, you know, people in crypto. And, and we're super excited about it. We've been working hard on it for, for, for a long time now. And, um, you know, it, it's been, um, it's been really hard to kind of keep it under, wraps. <laughs> yeah. but um, we think it's definitely going to be, it's very unique to the space and um, is really going to provide a lot of lift, you know, not only to hero, but to, to the space as a whole. And so um, really focusing there and then um, just expanding our presence into, uh, you know, into a much more of a global, a global platform and doing a lot of localization work for, you know, for different areas in Southeast Asia and, and, uh, and into EMEA uh, and um, into other markets and really just now scaling. We, we, we did a complete overhaul of our, of our system that we we launched in May, and since then we've had you know some really tremendous growth, and um, now just kind of doubling down on that, and um, we're really set up to scale aggressively, and and um, that's the game we're playing right now. Nice. And in terms of user growth, how many users do you guys have currently? Yeah. So we you know since April um, we've registered about um, a little under seventy thousand. And uh, all in, I mean, the, the total registered users has, has breached like 200,000. So got it. Very it's, cool. it's been good. Yeah. And, it, you know, it definitely goes in waves, like in terms of like our DAUs and, and MAUs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we, we kind of try to nail down what is it about the market that when we get busy and what is it that when we quiet down, I think a lot of it goes back to volatility and mm-hmm. You know, when you have sometimes when you have shiny new objects in the marketplace too, like um, you know, like Uniswaps kind of ramp up, even though they've been around for a while, um, and kind of what's happened there, the whole DeFi craze, like you know, definitely um, you can see some of like our our dailies kind of flatten out. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, we're we kind of look at like there's the the tortoise and the hare story, and um, we're in some things we want to be the hare, and I'll just as a company and just as our growth over time, like really kind of just being the tortoise and, 
just trying to keep our heart rate at uh, at a good pace so we can run the ultra marathon and and, um, and really just continue to grow. And and since day one, that's kind of been the story. So well said. Well said, the tortoise and the hare. <laughs> yeah. well, said. well, that's all the all the questions I have for you. Where can people go and learn more about? Great. Yeah. So, um, you know, probably first of all, our our site is it's hxro.io. So hero with an X. Um, and the uh, you can go onto Twitter. It's uh, at real hero. And then we also have a um, a part of a, a kind of a separate company called Hero Labs that is really focused on like education and content and just up to the minute market um, news, things like that, uh, that you can, you can check them out at, at real hero labs um, on Twitter as well. And um, that'll give you a lot of uh, kind of direction of where to go to get more, more about, um, about them. And then uh, yeah, I think most of the information that you can see can probably come across Twitter and it's a good starting place to, uh, to learn more about hero. Awesome. Awesome. Well, if you guys are listening on iTunes or Spotify or watching on YouTube, definitely check the show notes on the Divi blog for a chance to see all of the links that Gunny just mentioned. But once again, thank you so much for coming on the show, Gunny. Thanks for having me. This was great. Take care. 